This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. This evening I want to talk about a compass. Well, I know talk about a compass, but we're going to start there. When you see a compass, what do you think of? Generally, they're used to help find a direction or to find a way. Maybe they're used to help find a path. They can, be, they can also be used as a guide. Have you ever thought about how a compass works? Webster defines a compass as a device used for determining directions by a means of a magnetic needle or group of needles turning freely on a pivot and pointing to the magnetic north. So all a compass does is find north, and then it tells you how far off north you are. No matter which way you're going, it tells you how far from north you are. What do you let guide you? Do you let fear guide you? Some, some people don't let, like spiders, and they won't do things because they may encounter them. Camping, playing out in the woods, maybe even crawling under a house. You let that fear deter you from things you do? In 2 Timothy 1 and 7, God hath, for God hath given, had not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. God doesn't want us to live in fear. In Hebrews 13 and 6, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Do you fear what others may think or do to you? Maybe a fear of speaking in front of people, maybe a fear of speaking in front of people is something you fear. Public speaking is the number one fear in most people. Around 15 million people deal with a fear of public speaking. Glossophobia. A fear of public speaking. They've given it a name. If you suffer from a fear of public speaking, remember that you're not alone. There are thousands of other people that suffer from this same fear. But with some effort, you can overcome this fear and become a confident public speaker. In 1 John 4 and 17, herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. I want to talk about that word torment for just a moment. That torment there is a punishment. So it's like, when you were a kid, and you kids, y'all probably still know this, when you were out and your parents said, 
when you get home, or when we get home, you're going to get it. You don't necessarily know what that is you're going to get, but you know it's not good. You know a punishment is coming. Because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. You didn't do what you knew you should have done. There is more that you can do to help others. When you have come to the end of your race, I hope that you don't have that mental punishment knowing that you could have done more. That you could have invited this person or that person to church. That you could have taught others about Christ. But we want to give credit where credit is due on this. If we'll look in John 8 and 44, you're of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and a father of it. Fear is a liar. Satan wants you to sit back and watch. The less you do, the less you get involved, the less he has to worry about. Moving back to verse 18 there, finish up that verse. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. If you fear, you are lacking in love. If your neighbor's house is on fire, you're not just going to sit there and watch it burn, are you? You're going to do something. You're going to go grab a water hose and help them. You're going to make sure nobody's inside. You're going to help with the kids. There's something you're going to find. You're going to try to help. Why don't we have the same attitudes when it comes to telling others about Jesus? What have we to fear? In Romans 8 and 31, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? So why should we fear? In Ecclesiastes 12 and 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. We need to change where our fear is or what we do fear. Maybe you let your desires guide you. Do you let sports guide you? What are you willing to miss out on to achieve goals? Are you willing to miss church to get here? I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have goals and to reach them. But are you willing to put God on the back burner to get them? What about a big fancy house? Are you willing to work lots of extra hours 
and miss out on your kids' activities, spending time with your family, or even miss out on going to gospel meetings because you want to earn extra money so that maybe you can afford something like this to fulfill your desires to have something like that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to maybe own something like that, but but where's your where's your priorities? In Ephesians 2 and 3, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. We get so caught up in the things that we don't have, the things that go wrong, the things that don't work out, that we miss the small stuff, which turns out to be the big stuff. In Proverbs 3 and 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not on unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. There are a lot of things that are glittery and shiny that will draw our attention away from God. Don't trust in them. Don't trust in this world. It's just temporary. Move down to seven there. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. In Psalms 119 and 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God will guide you home if you're willing to follow him. In Philippians 1 and 21, for, me, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Paul's compass is where it needed to be. He knew the direction he was headed. Paul changed his direction. Can you imagine Saul saying something like this? With the pers- persecution he put Christians through? God doesn't always, God doesn't choose us because we are confident in our preparation and do what he has called us to do. God chooses us because he knows what we are capable of. Let God guide you. Find true north, God's truth. God's north needs your courage. Don't wish you would have taken the courage to try. Whatever is holding you back, stop. Looking back and start moving forward. Forgiveness isn't always about forgiving others. Sometimes it's about forgiving yourself. Life isn't always easy, but this life isn't all there is. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. 
If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.